to the Heavy Revy Show. We are on uh, Wednesday's Word from the Wise, and today I have a special treat. My uncle, uh, Josue, is actually visiting me uh, here in Colorado, so it's super awesome. Quick side story, it's actually where I got my name from. Uh, my uncle Josue wanted uh, uh, a boy, but got, you know, blessed with four amazing girls, except one brat. I'm just kidding, Chelsea. Um, and yeah, so my dad <laughs> ended up naming me after, uh, after him, so my name's Josue which is my uncle's name, who we have with us right now, Eliu, my middle name, my dad's name, and then Ibarra, which we all share. But uh, uh, my uncle, and I'm just going to be referring to him as Uncle Josh, but uh, Uncle Josh is a pastor at Casa Grande, Arizona. Uh, it's where our families come from. A lot of people uh, that have come to Karis and visited uh, have come from, you know, Fountains of Living Water Church, which my uh, pa- uh, uncle pastor um, you know, he leads. And so super excited to have you on the show, Unc. Um, today our topic is how to manifest God's presence and what that means. Cause one thing on the show, you know, for us, uh, heavy revy, meaning like heavy revelation, right. Um, is we want to get some of the spiritual big words and make it simple because sometimes, you know, a lot of Christianese can be shared and it's like, well, manifest, God's present, what does that mean? And so, um, man, you guys are, are uh, would be jealous because I've been having this awesome, awesome talk with my uncle all day today. And so, uh, so uncle, just to kind of start us off, um, what does it mean to manifest God's presence and why is it so important? To manifest his presence simply means to experience and, and to be engulfed in, in the love of God and, and, and partake of, of his goodness. Mm. Um, I, I've I've always, um, you know, being fatherless from age two, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. I've always looked for for someone for, for someone to love me, um, and I've always, um, even at a young age, clung clung to God and and wanted more of God. I wasn't a, you know didn't walk with God all the time, obviously, but just w- desiring to be loved unconditionally, and I found that in Him. And I found, you know, that being in His presence and manifesting His presence and uh, was not as hard or or what at all what I was taught that it would take. And so, um, it's just something that really just is heavy in my heart to teach people that, you know, we can experience the love of our Father and just mm-hmm. and and manifest His presence, you know, really at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, not just in church services where where the anointing is is heavy but you know in 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 our homes and at our workplace you know uh, obviously you you have to keep things in perspective that you are working but you can experience the presence of god Mm. and why uh you know obviously and i'm just asking more in the the sense of you or anyone who's who's listening you know First off, that's a huge concept to first grasp that, you know what, I don't have to wait to, you know, Sunday or Wednesday or, 
if you're like us and have church on Saturdays, right? I don't have to wait to the church service in order to feel God's presence or manifest in that. Um, you know, this can happen any time. Um, how did you first come to, to realize out of that realization? I realized that even though we are a body of believers, I realized how much I didn't really believe the word. Mm. Because see, his word says um, in, in John chapter 11, verse verse 40, I believe it is, it says, said I, Jesus was speaking, he says, said I not that if thou wouldest believe, thou would see the glory of God. In order to see it, it has to manifest. And I realized that I wasn't believing that scripture mm. in, its, in its purest form. And when I began to really research it and, 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 and what I call began to want to practice his presence on a, on a regular basis, not just, you know, as, as we've been taught that it's as he wills, you know, um, I really began to, to dig in and say, I need to, I need to build faith. I need to grow in this because I, I really had a strong desire to just be in the presence of God more than what I was more than those occasions. You know, we understand his words anointed and, and his word is president to, to, to all, but you know, um, it sure does, it sure does feel good when you're in his presence. (laughs) Amen. And I think it's a huge, huge thing. Just first off, just being in his presence, uh, you know, my dad, he was, uh, telling me the other day about a, a sermon illustration that he used about, you know, and you, you've heard it, the, the brownie is sweet, right? Right, right. <laughs> and he's telling everyone, say it with me, you know, but you haven't tried the brownie. And uh, he just did this uh, last Sunday in Indio, and no one knew what a brownie was there. So he was like, this is perfect, you know. He, so everyone's repeating, yeah, the brownie is sweet. And, you know, everyone's hearing that, and he's like, y'all, be honest, how, how many of you guys know what a brownie is? And everyone's like, oh, I don't know what a brownie is. And uh, <laughs> he was like, see, how, how can you say that the brownie is sweet if you haven't experienced it or been a part of it? And uh, man, just first experiencing God's presence, you know, like you're saying, it gives you that life and it gives you that fullness. Um, you know, first, how can we, you know, uh, maybe someone's a new believer here, right? And how can they come to experience God even just in a church service? And what what is that like? experiencing God means? Does it mean like goosebumps or does it mean? Well, you know, it, it, it goes back to, again, what we've been taught. You know, we've been taught, you know, that uh, the harder we seek God, that the, 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 the greater the possibility of God manifesting. And, you know, and, and in reality, the very sense of people showing up to church at a church service um, is because God is drawing them there. So if God is drawing them there, it's because he's there already waiting for us. So we don't have to go in and wait on God when, when he's been sitting there waiting on us to show up. Mm. And and so the first thing is to erase the concept that we're waiting on God. Um, mm. You know, I, I explain it this way. You know, um, I have children. I desire to see my children even more so than my children desire to see me. I desire now that I've seen them and, and they've grown and they've become independent, um, I desire to see them even more so than they desire to see me as we've grown and we've been able to stand on our own two feet through the, through the, 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 the teaching of the word. Um, I believe sometimes we, 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 we um, neglect um, the, the presence of God, of, of, of just spending time in his presence, in his, 
and his manifested presence, you know, because yeah. um, he'll, he'll never leave us nor forsake us. But when that manifestation begins to happen, and uh, that's, a different, that's a different aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that we have to erase the concept that we're waiting on him. Mm-hmm. No, he, he was there from the beginning. Yeah. And he's been waiting for us to come to him mm. um, because his desire is his desire is to spend time with us. Just as I, my desire is to spend time with my children, his desire is to spend time with me. After all, he created me for fellowship with him. Yeah. Yeah. Talk, t- uh, talk to us about, you know, that time uh, we were just talking about this, how, you know, you're praying to God, you know, and asking him you're wanting more or you want to experience him like, man, you know, um, I, I, I was, I was hungry. I was, I was, I was just, you know, Lord, I, I want more of you, you know, and, and I had gone, you know, uh, uh, been to Bible school and, and I just found myself just wanting more of him. And, and, uh, and, you know, it was really kind of, kind of weird the way he, he illustrated it to me. Uh, he said, you know, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, uh, he, and at that time, I actually had a nephew that was coming down from Alaska, and he said, "You know, you wouldn't beg him to come see you if he told you he's going to come visit you." Yeah. You know, and and you know, and 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 what he was explaining to me, what the Lord was showing me was that he said, "You know, you're begging me to to manifest to show myself to you," mm. when all along, I crucified my son to be with you, mm. and when you think about that. You know, Jesus paid the ultimate price so that God could be with us. The Bible says the veil was torn in two. Mm. It was rent from top to bottom, you know. And God said never again would he be hidden from us. And his son paid the ultimate price. Now, who pays that high a price to then say, no, I'm not willing to visit you. Mm. No, I'm not willing to see you, you know. And, and I thought about it, and I said, well, I wouldn't beg. If my nephew told me he was going to come and visit me, I'm not going to beg him to come visit me. He, he would tell me, I already told you, huh? <laughs> I, I'm going to come and visit you. Yeah. And, and, and God's word tells us that, you know, he desires a relationship. He, he longs to be with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we see that, but we don't believe it. And this is where I get the concept that as believers, sometimes we don't believe because all it takes is believe to believe that God's love and and his desire it, to see us and to be with us and to be amongst us is greater than our desire to be in his presence. Mm. And so and when I seen that and I understood that I I I I stopped begging him to manifest. I stopped begging him to show up in my church services. I stopped begging him, you know, that you know because I would pray for people and I would say, Lord, I sure do hope you touch them, <laughs> you know, and, and, and as silly as it sounds, God told me to go and lay hands on them so that he could touch them. Mm. But I'm, I'm hoping and begging that he, sh- they sure do need you, Lord. Mm. So I sure do hope that you touch them. And God is saying, my desire, my desire is to touch them. And this was yeah. the, probably the greatest lesson that I walked away with is when he said to me, it's that thought hmm. that robs me from being able to touch them. Hmm. He says, your unbelief, he said, because the moment that you begin to think 
The moment that you begin to feel like, Lord, I sure do hope you touch them because they really need you. Yeah. He said that that thought right there is what is the beginning of me being robbed from being able to touch them, mm. to manifest to them. He said, the simple fact that I told you to lay hands on them, the simple fact that I told you to pray for them is because I'm ready to do something in their life. Yeah. And so I Amen. stopped begging God to show up. I stopped begging God to please touch them. Lord, they really need to be touched. Lord, they And I just started accepting that the moment that I laid my hands on them, they were going to experience God in a whole new way. Yeah. That's so good. And uncle, what do you think? Like, um, just being in ministry school and I know a couple of friends and I, have we've talked about it before where we have gone and we prayed for people and, you know, we're looking for that touch. And, you know, like you said, we stepped out in faith and, you know, God used us as that vehicle to, to minister and touch this person, but you don't see anything happen. You know, where, what does that come from? Or what's it like, I'm sure you face any discouragement of that or, you know, how do you get past that? There's there's been times where we've been in services and 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 I know that that I I've I've taken that that step of faith and said, you know, God, Father, I know you want to manifest. I know that that you're here, and and what we have to understand and we have to realize is that, uh, not even Jesus could force the people mm. to allow the Father to do things, mm. and so. You know, I've been in services where I'm like, Father, you know, did I did I miss you? Did I do something that where you know, and and the Lord said this to me. He said, "There's nothing. There's no way that you could miss me hmm. that I couldn't straighten out, that I couldn't fix." Hmm. He said, "The only thing that I cannot fix is when my people won't receive me." Hmm. And and what I what I understood from that. Is the, is is the exact same thing that happened to Jesus when when the Bible says you know that he that he there could do no mighty works, you know it wasn't because there was a lack of power it wasn't because there was a lack of manifestation, yeah. um, especially when it says and the power was there to heal them all, mm. you know and so we understand that that we, that people if they're not open to receive, then the manifestation obviously cannot happen because God is God is a God of his word and he's given us the will to choose. My job, our job at times is to draw the people to him mm. to where they desire him. And and from that point on, the father's going to manifest. Yeah. And because that is his that is his greatest desire is to manifest with his children. And so, you know, I uh, I stopped knocking myself uh, 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 in the head over, you know, did I do something wrong? Did did did, did I did you know, how, why didn't the service go the way that, that that I know that God wanted it to go? Yeah. And and I stopped beating myself up over it, because I realized that you know the people hadn't gotten to that point. Jesus went around teaching in the villages until he got the people to the point where there he could do mighty works. Mm. And when and so many times we need to we need to teach and we need to you know help the people draw in and and so to where they will open themselves up for God's love to manifest. Mm. Amen. What are uh, some practical things that um, you know? Because if someone's probably hearing this and saying, "Man, well, what what does it mean though?" 
you know, manifesting the presence or the presence of God is, you know, um, because I remember as a little kid, I remember my dad would always say like, I heard this from God. And it's like, dang, I'm hearing nothing. Like, I'm like putting my ear up. Like, what do you mean? You know, I heard this from God or, you know, God's telling me this or man, God showed up. I'm like, man, did you see him? Like, you, you weren't going to bring him by. Like, you know, you weren't going to invite him over or nothing like that. You know, what, what does that mean? You know, it, it, it means many different things to different people. But um, to me, it, 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 it means, it means um, a lifting of a burden. It, it means, you know, um, the Bible says it this way, uh, and many people, you know, don't truly understand it. But the Bible says it this way. It says, in his presence, there's fullness of joy. Mm. And, you know, sometimes people begin to cry. Uh, sometimes people begin to laugh. You know, the two things, the two major ways that people express joy is through crying. They get they get emotional because they're so happy. You know, reminds me of, a, a, I was watching a television program where a young man wanted to just bless his dad. Well, he didn't say bless, but he wanted to just give his dad something. Yeah. And he knew his dad wanted this this uh, old car. And, and so he goes and he, and he buys the car. And it's an old car. It's a, you know, 1950-something you know, Chevy, and he goes and buys this car, and he and he shows it to his dad, and he tells his dad, you know, do you like it? What do you think of it? And 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 then he hands the dad the keys, and the dad just begins, he just gets so overwhelmed with joy that all he could do was cry. Mm. So crying, we understand, is one way that people express joy. Yeah. Laughter is another way that people express. And you know, it's so funny because um, in the manifestation of God's presence. In, in church, we 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 accept and we 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 we're totally okay with people crying yeah. over the expression of joy of the manifestation of of God's presence. However, when it comes to laughter, we we have our reservations because mm. you know, you know, you don't do that in church. And but you know, and 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 I even had one person challenge me on it. Because, you know, we, we, we accept laughter just like we accept crying. Yeah. We accept laughter just like we accept dancing in the spirit. Come on. We, we accept laughing in the spirit just like we accept any of the crying or the dancing or, or the jumping and the shouting. Um, it's a part of an expression of joy. Yeah. And, but this person said that, you know, this person challenged me and said, you know, um, um, uh, laughter is not of the spirit. It it is a byproduct of joy. Mm-hmm. And and I my comment was, you're absolutely right. Laughter is a byproduct of joy. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. Joy yeah. is what's produced as my spirit gets as my spirit comes in contact with the spirit of God. Mm. There's an overwhelming joy, and the byproduct that's going to come out, or the way you're going to know that my spirit has just come in contact or has just has just come into the manifestation of the Spirit of God, the, one of the ways that you're going to see that is when the laughter comes out. Why? Because hmm. I'm so full of joy that the byproduct or what's going to be what's going to be coming out, the excess, in other words, uh, is going to be laughter. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, are, we, we understand that laughter just simply means that they are full of the Spirit of God their spirit has come into contact with the spirit of the spirit of God and joy is so overwhelmed. They're so overwhelmed by that joy that they could cry. They could dance. They could shout. They could 
they could laugh. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, um, at, at school, uh, we have a, a brother named uh, Jerry Garcia. He'll come through and just start ministering in the different gifts. And, you know, different people are running, different people are laughing. And, you know, I look at some, some other people and you can tell, you know, they weren't born or raised in a Pentecostal church. And it shows, you know, because it's like, oh, what is this? You know, and uh, I know you come from the same background as Jerry Garcia uh, under, you know, Papa Hagen and uh, just that ministry and just the, just the, you know, power that's behind it. I remember as a little kid for me too, I was, I'd always just be curious, like, man, that lady's rolling on the floor. What's going on? You know, <laughs> what is it? And, you know, getting a chance to experience it for myself and seeing the freedom that comes with it, you know, seeing the, you know, there's times where, and I can't explain why, you know, cause it's like, God, I'm, I'm here right now. But, you know, in those manifesting present moments, it's like, man, I feel like I'm getting clearer direction. Or I feel like, you know, there's something, a shift in my heart. Uh, oh, maybe something I'm doing. Or, you know, maybe there's something I wasn't feeling well about and that now it's gone. Um, and that's so cool because you're talking about, you know, bringing that presence outside of the four walls of the church. And so how do we as believers then, you know, who are, we're not the church. We don't have the, you know, the guitar. We don't have the piano. We don't have, you know, the amazing singers. Um, you know, or the mood setting, how do we bring that presence, you know, that we're so used to having in that, you know, outside, like you were saying, you know, at work, maybe you're just at home, maybe you're in the bathroom, you know, I know God visits me in the bathroom all the time because, you know, you got to approach the throne and, you know, praise God, he's there. <laughs> so how do you bring that? Well, you know, the, 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 the key thing there is, is belief, mm -hmm. you know, um, the Bible tells us to be ready in all times. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I believe, you know, that Lord, whenever, whenever I need you to manifest, whenever I need you, whenever somebody needs your presence and see, this is the key thing about it. We as carriers of that anointing as carriers of the spirit of God, you know, we have to understand that whenever somebody needs something, it does no good if you're the only one being being blessed or being you know being uh, affected by being filled by God's spirit yeah. but it's when we when we begin to believe that I'm overflowing for somebody else mm. see I, I remember I remember an instance where 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 uh, I had gone into I had gone into a, a, a store uh, um, it was a it was actually a, a dollar general store no, I'm sorry, a family dollar store. Oh, okay. And I went in there and, and I was I was just, you know, and I needed to pick up some, some dish soap really quick because cause the, 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 the boss told me we were out of dish soap. <laughs> and so I had to run and get dish soap. And, and as I got there, there was a lady there and and it was it was just an awesome manifestation of God's presence. I and and, and again, ready in season and out. I mean, obviously we're, this is not an in season moment, you know, it's an out of season moment. Yeah, yeah. We're at, at family dollar. And so I came up to pay for it. And, and the lady says, hi. And I said, Hey, hi. You know, I said, it's been a while since I seen you. And we just started. And, and all of a sudden she just began to pour out her heart and, and God gave me the right words, mm -hmm. the perfect words to say. And she was the cashier she began to cry and without even thinking about it i reached over grabbed her hands and began to pray mm. now there was a line of about five or six people behind me <laughs> god has everything under control come on you know as i began to pray she began to weep mm. 
the manager came around the corner, seeing what was going on, and so she quickly opened up the other register mm. and called all all the, the the customers over to her, and and you know and the end result was, you know, Pastor, thank you. She says I feel so much lighter. Mm. I feel so much better. See, here's the thing that we have to understand. That the manifestation of God's presence is not just for a feel-good. She called me later and said that the the whole situation had been resolved, that the thing that she was going through was no more. And what we have to understand is is that, and I I love it the way Ephesians says, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessing. And the thought there is, is that, yes, but it's a spiritual blessing. Yeah. Absolutely. But when God blesses you spiritually, when God blesses you with his spirit, when God pours out his spirit, when there is a manifestation of God's spirit, it's not just so that you can feel good. It is God literally, literally trying to, to manifest something to you in the natural. Mm. See, every spiritual blessing that I have received from my Heavenly Father transforms into something practical for me to have in this life now. Mm. When, I have, when I have been going through financial crisis or needed money for the church or needing money for this project, you know, I go to my Heavenly Father and, and, and I find it when I, have, when I have entered into His presence and I've gotten into that place, that secret place with Him. And I don't like calling it a secret place because it's not a secret. Mm. It's open to all. Oh, come on. And, 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 and I get into that place, you know, I leave with a confidence knowing that the need is met. I lead with, and, and soon after, the need is met. Mm. And I've learned to live this way. And as we manifest His presence, as we, as we learn to manifest the presence of God in our lives then those things will naturally come because every spirit, he, he, it says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessing. So everything you need, you have. Mm. You know, it's a matter of, now when he begins to manifest, that just means he's getting it to you real quick. <laughs> Op- re- open yourself up to receive it. You know, it's not just a feel good. When we have services, I've gotten up at at, at church and I've, I've I've told my people. I said, "Listen, God is manifesting. He is not manifesting just so that you can feel good and say, oh, man, we had an awesome service today.' Mm. No, go home and and say, "Okay, Lord, whatever you know that I need, whatever you know I may need tomorrow that I don't know of today." I thank you that the blessing that I received today mm. will manifest it tomorrow mm. and that's that is the key thing about receive about his manifestation that's why the bible says that in his presence there's fullness <laughs> of joy amen amen oh thank you you know that's such a I, I love you know you bringing it back to even like you know 
manifesting the presence isn't just for us. You know, that overflows for others too. You know, so when your life is impacted and touched by God, like it's not just, be, you know, meant for you just to keep to yourself. You know, like you said, you that lady in the Dollar General, you know, at the store, you, you know, of that overflow, you just ministered and she was so blessed. You know, you know what I mean? And that testimony right now that, you know, she expressed is blessing others. And it's, you know, it's kind of a rippling effect of just God's manifesting presence, just blessing people. Um, and it's so huge and just so, you know, <laughs> simple, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, you don't have to try to strive and push, you know, you don't have to try because right. the only thing that comes from that, it's, it's not good. You know, right. uh, generally farts come when you do that and you push that hard, <laughs> you know what I mean? But praise God, we don't have to push that hard for his presence right. that it's right. just, it's simple. And, um, you know, that's, that's so good. You know, we're, we're running out of time a little bit, but uncle, before I let you go, um, one thing I always ask my guests, um, and by the way, guys, uh, my uncle, Pastor Josh, has a lot of his teachings on Facebook, and I'm going to put that on the show uh, show notes for you guys. So if you guys are ever curious just to see what that looks like and just uh, hear more teaching from my uncle, um, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and put the website down. The church is called Fountains of Living Water, and so you guys can go ahead and check it out. Definitely check it out. That's my, my uncle's there, my dad's there, my mama's there, everybody there. Uh, a lot of good folk from Arizona. It's, it's just Awesome, awesome ministry, what you're doing, Uncle. Um, but the question that I ask everyone before I let them go is, uh, and I'll give you some kind of uh, background on why I asked this. So I asked, what is one thing that you felt at, and what have you grown from it? And the reason I asked that is because a lot of times in ministry, or I, I hear different people from school, just different people at church, it's like, man, I really feel called to do this. Ah, oh, man, I, I definitely want to go after this. Um, but man, you know, so I, I, I'm not perfect. Or, man, also, I'm not where you're at. And I'm, like, thinking on the inside, like, nah, you, you don't know where I'm at. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not perfect. You know, I fail. I've missed it. And missed it plenty of times. And you just, you know, personally knowing me growing up, you know I'm not nowhere near perfect. And so sometimes people use that as a score on five factor from saying, oh, I can't do this. You know, they hear this awesome, you know, just just knowledge and revelation that you have of manifesting God's presence. It's like, well, I can't do it like Pastor Josh, you know, because... He's Pastor Josh, <laughs> but you know people don't realize that we're not perfect. You know, we just right. but we've right. taken the scripture you know to heart and have a personal revelation of it that you know just because a righteous man falls seven times, you know that what makes him righteous is the fact that he believes in God and what Jesus has done on the cross, and he gets back up and just goes after it. Right. Um, so that's the whole background behind that. So what is one thing that you felt at, and what have you learned from it, or grown past it, or how, how have you overcome it, and yeah. Well, you know, um, um, growing up as a PK, uh, preacher's kid, um, I believe that one of the things that I failed at was I, um, I strayed away. Mm. Uh, I strayed away for many years um, simply for the fact of believing something that was totally wrong. Um, I never believed that I could live the life mm. um, for God that I I that I felt that I needed to in order to be a Christian. Yeah. Um, and I, I failed horribly, you know, um, shame to say it, but, you know, even at, 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 a, at a young man, at young man's age, um, which 20, 25, uh, I would go to bars. And, and you know, uh, on occasion, the, the topic of God came up. And, mm-hmm. and even in a bar, I would defend him you know, to the point that, it, you know, you want to fight about it. You know? <laughs> and God doesn't need that kind of defense. 
you know, but the whole time I, I, it was a failure because I was running from him. Mm. I ran from him because I didn't believe that I could live the life that I was supposed to live for him, knowing that I was called since from age 15, mm. um, uh, having a vision of preaching to people. Um, I, I failed in the sense that, you know, uh, I'm like my, my attitude and my thought was there's no way that I can live that life. I know I'm going to hell, mm. so I'm going to live and excuse the expression, but I'm going to live the life, the hell out of life. now. <laughs> I know where I'm going, you know? And, and so I just, I, 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 I got into things that, that I know that, that, you know, caused a ripple effect in my life. Um, But praise be to God, because through it all, he brought me back Mm -hmm. to what he intended for me all along. Um, You know, and and God is is bigger than any mistake. God is Mm -hmm. bigger than any failure. Um, And, you know, the, 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 the most awesome thing is, is that I've had people walk into our church and, and, you know, people that knew me when I was a kid, people that knew me when I was a young man, and they'll walk in and they'll look around and, and, they'll, and they, they're, they're, they're in awe, and they're like, wow. And then they'll look at me. I had one gentleman. It was so funny because he didn't understand. He, he was trying to give me a compliment, and he was actually slapping me in the face. <laughs> but uh, God says, it's okay. He goes, they just can't believe the work that I've done in you. But he walks in and he walks into the church and he looks around and he says, wow. And I smiled at him and he looks straight up at me and he says, this is you? Mm. He says, you've done this? He goes, this, really, this is you? This is your church? In in total disbelief. Mm. And I said, it's my church. I said, but God has done this. Yeah. He goes, obviously, <laughs> obviously you, you have something special with him. Mm. And that was probably the best compliment yeah. that I could have gotten. Where in one aspect, he's saying, I don't believe that, that you did this. Yeah. But when, when I told him that it was my heavenly father that had done it, mm. he, he was assured that it, it had to have been God yeah. because there's no way I could have done it. Mm. And when I, when I heard that, I said, he deserves all the glory and honor. And I thank him for that because he took my life when I had chosen to run from him and throw it away. Yeah. He took my life, restored it, and, and has left people in my hometown in awe of what he's done. <laughs> Because they realize it's God in me. Amen. Come on. Come on. You know, it reminds me of Andrew. I guess his, uh, uh, his mom on, on her deathbed told him, said, Andy, you know all this stuff that you're doing? You know what? You know it's not you. you you're not smart <laughs> enough. You know it's God. 
<laughs> so that's one of the awesome compliments that you can ever get. You know, it's that it's so big, so bigger than you that you know you definitely can't point at your ourselves. We can't point at ourselves. It, right. It's God. Right. And uh, you know, praise God. You know, religion will try to scare the hell out of us. <laughs> Our parents will try to beat the hell out of us, but God loved the hell out of us. You know, praise God, and it, yes, we yes. can you know enjoy that and enjoy His presence. So, guys, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, today's episode. I encourage you, you know, uh, really study this, make this your own, because uh, remember, as we always say, um, you can't grow past your own revelation. So, again, take this to heart. Pray, ask God to make this your own, and remember, you can manifest God's presence wherever you are. So you guys are awesome. Thank you guys for tuning in, and you guys have a blessed day. Thanks, Uncle. You're welcome. Friends and family, thank you for viewing this message. We hope this episode has inspired you. Please share it for others to hear. Remember, we are now on iTunes Podcast and Spotify, so check us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.